Well, our series that we're doing right now is called Every Day. Every day, there's some things that we need to allow God to do in our lives. And certainly, uh, as we look at God's Word, there's a lot of things that we could say, but we're just trying to, to bring it down to some, some essentials, maybe. Some things that at least a, a starting point, maybe we'd say, of God, what is it that you would have me to think about each and every day of my life? I really believe that if you and I will allow God to do in our hearts what we're going to talk about together tonight, I really believe that it will change your life. Now, I've got to be honest with you. I believe that every week. I do. I believe that every week. The reason I share these messages, Pastor Robbie, I mean, I'm not David Letterman. I can't come up with good stuff, okay? And so if God doesn't give me something, I don't have anything to say, and I'm awfully nervous, amen? In fact, I'll just tell you, I will stay up all night the night before if I have to till I make sure I have heard from God. I'm so grateful. That's what makes it so exciting to share His Word. But truly... If what we're talking about tonight is missing from your life, you are not going to experience the fullness of God's purpose for your life on this earth. Now, so far in this series, we've talked about when I get up in the morning, one of the, and I don't know about you, but it's helped me. I mean, it's helped me just to be thinking about, okay, when I wake up this morning, the first thing that I need to do is what? I need to spend time with God every single day. I need that time where I can come before God and be in His presence. And then we talked about last week that uh, I, I need to take some time to deal with sin in my life because there's some dangerous things in my life. And as I'm spending time with God, I need to, him, to let Him kind of speak to me about some of those things and even to cleanse me of those things so that my life can be what God wants it to be. But today I want to talk to you about this. Every day, it is important for us, and I would even say, now we might try to talk ourselves out of it being critical, Okay. But I would even say that it is critical for us every single day to have a mindset that, God, this day, I want you to help me to know how that I can serve and share with other people. Now, as we talk about that this morning, uh, well, this evening, uh, you know, I think about it like this. You know, I, uh, you guys say, okay, I got you, Pastor Robbie, you know, spending time with God and and dealing with sin in my life, but, 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 but you're going to kind of have to help me with this one, because I see this one as a little bit optional, okay? It really doesn't have to happen, does it? And actually, that's a great example of why we need our mindset changed, don't we? We have a way of seeing our lives that is different than what God has. What we're going to talk about tonight is not natural for us, so I want you to write this down first of all. I need... A new approach to my life. I need a different perspective. I need to see my life purpose differently. differently. And the main thing we're trying to address here is this. On our own, without God working in my life, I don't wake up in the morning thinking about you. Amen, anybody? On our own, unless God's working in my life, I just don't wake up in the morning compelled to help you with something in your life. Now, I'm just being honest. If y'all want to be spiritual, you can but would you agree with me? I don't do that alone. So look at uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Let's look it up on the screen. Now, as I read, I'm going to read these verses. I read, uh, you guys just read the underlying part. It says, do nothing from selfishness. Do nothing from jockeying for position, from 
pushing yourself to the front. I'm sorry I used that right after Black Friday, okay? But anyway, do nothing. <laughs> do nothing like that. Or from empty conceit, which another way of translating empty conceit is an over-inflated... Don't do anything trying to jockey for position or having an over-inflated view of yourself, but with humbleness, humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourself. Now, this is one of the classic passages in the Bible on the fact that our mind is not like God's mind, right? Our mindset, in fact, the word's used there in Philippians 2. Several times in Philippians, the word mindset, or, or many times it's translated attitude, but it's basically our viewpoint, our way of seeing things is not like God's. Because God's is others first, and mine is <laughs> numero uno, amen? That's about all the Spanish I know. All right, but mine is, for those of you guys that don't know Spanish, it's me first, amen? So let's talk about it. What are some of the reasons that we struggle with thinking of others? And I want to talk to you about some things that, that, that they're kind of like ruts for us. Anybody ever go mudding before, okay? All right, when I, when I was younger and growing up in Georgia, we used to go mudding just for fun sometimes. You, you're, you're stuck in the mud. You're trying to get out of it. Part of the problem is you keep slipping back into your what? Your ruts, right? You're trying to get out of it, but you keep sliding back down the ruts. What are some of the ruts in our life that keep us from getting on track? with how God sees us. First of all, it's our nature. We've talked about this, but it's true, isn't it? The Bible says that we're all sinners, and you can't spell sin without an I in the middle, right? Okay, so I'm a sinner, and I think about myself first. We've already talked about it. So we automatically do that. We have, we have something from the get-go that's working against us. Now, why is that important to realize? Because I need to know that this is not a neutral thing, right? This is not something that if I just kind of sit still, it'll take care of itself. No, if I sit still, the, the, just, the, just the direction, the rut that I'm going to fall into is Robbie's going to think about myself. Okay, secondly, we've got our American mindset. Now, I'm not down on Americans because I are one. Amen? And, and in fact... Truly, I've been blessed recently looking at some things online. You know what? I'm truly encouraged that there are a lot of people in our country who are trying to do some good things. Amen? I mean, I think our country, and by the way, I would submit to you that the reason we have that benevolent mindset as a nation, you don't find it anywhere else in the world, okay? The reason we have that benevolent mindset is because of our Christian heritage, okay? Because of the impact that, that, that God's Word and God's message has had on our country. But I'm encouraged that, yes, people have this idea of helping other people, but listen, is this not true? Typically, if you look a little bit deeper, I've noticed, yes, I like to help others just as soon as I get mine done. Isn't that true? I mean, we like to think of, yeah, I'd like to think about others, and I will do that after I take care of me. Isn't that the way we tend to think? And then there's the church's mindset. God's people. Unfortunately, and we're going to talk about this more in just a minute, somewhere along the way we have twisted, I don't know how we've done it, we have twisted it where God called us to be servants. I mean, it's very simple. God called us 
to put on an apron and to serve one another and to serve our world. And somewhere, I don't know why this has happened, except that the enemy likes to mess up God's work, amen? But somewhere along the way, we've turned that around and we're looking for someone to do something for us. We're looking for that when we come to church. We're looking for that when we go out in the world. Again, we'll talk about that more in just a moment. And I don't know about you, but one of the reasons I struggle with thinking about other people is i got a lot of problems myself. <laughs> Anybody? We are wrapped up in our own problems. I mean, if I just wake up in the morning, I'm already facing things. Amen? And it's like you had one you knew when you went to bed last night, and then you get a phone call, and they added one. The other day, I mean... I'm, my brother cracks me up. He's got this little phrase. You, you, so maybe some like, really, really. That's what he used. really seriously. Well, I did that the other day because it was just like okay, a barrage of something happened. All right, I'm cool. I'm cool. And then like I dropped you know some grease on the floor, you know, and and then something fell apart, and then something else, and all of a sudden I said, really, really, seriously. Good grief! Time out. Amen. And so, yeah, I wake up in the morning and say, oh, I just love to come help you do whatever you got to do. <laughs> Isn't that a struggle? I mean, it's just realistic. Many times I think the reason we don't think this way, and it's something I've been learning in my own life, we don't really realize what other people are going through. Amen. I truly believe if we took the time to talk to one another, we took just a little more time to talk with one another, our hearts would go out to one another, wouldn't it? We would say, my goodness, I got a big thing, but so do you. Wow. Or I've got a big thing, but for, for some of us, we might even say, but yours is bigger. My heart goes out to you. But many times I just think, we're not meaning to, we just don't realize. We're so consumed by all these other things. The last thing I want to mention to you is this. I think many times the reason we don't think about this is because we don't remember what's at stake. Friends, listen. God has called us to be His children, to be in this world, to affect one another's lives, to help one another. And listen, if we don't do this, many times that means that people are going through life without God's help. And even if they've never known about God and His help, going into eternity without Him. I didn't mean to be neglecting that, did you? But but it helps me tonight to begin to realize that that is true. Sometimes I've forgotten that people are living their life without the person I have in mind. Amen? When I begin to think about that, it begins to bother me. Okay, so that kind of gives us a little bit of an idea of some of the struggles that we have And I pray that God would speak to you. I'm not just throwing out uh, random things here. Spending time with God, deal with sin in your life, but as you start your day, I need a new mindset because I don't think like this. With God's help over the years, I've begun to think more and more like this. God, how can I be a blessing to others today? I need a new approach. How about you? Amen? Every day, we need to do that, but every day, let's talk more about that. Every day... We need to look for opportunities to serve other people. Write that down. Look to serve. You know, sometimes church gets things so complicated, don't we? It's a fear that I have as your pastor. 
as all these layers of stuff and ministry and all these things that we're doing that over time, 10 years later, we don't even know what we're doing anymore, right? We don't even know why we started. It's just a bunch of activity. And, and, and what's happened over years and years and years, a lot of churches have, have added a lot of layers and we've forgotten the main focus. Okay, so, so can we just go to Jesus' words tonight? Matthew 20, verses 25 to 28. The Bible says, But Jesus called them, his disciples, to himself and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles, the rulers of the nations or the other peoples of the world, so people without God, you know that the rest of the world, they lord it over them. Okay, Anybody who's a boss or in charge, they lord it over who's under them. That's what Jesus said. And their great men exercise authority over them. Read it for me. It is not this way among you. So that's not how my children are supposed to work. But whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Or that word means servant. Just as the Son of Man... How often in my life do I remind myself of that little phrase? Jesus didn't come to be served, but to serve. That's a big difference, isn't it? Isn't it like a total difference? (laughs) Jesus didn't come. Robbie, you think the world revolves around you. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve and to give His life a ransom, a liberating payment for all of us. I need to speak to some Christians tonight. There are some people in this room who are followers of Jesus, and you're angry. You're bitter. You're frustrated. uh, However you want to put that. Resentful, dissatisfied. Your spouse is not doing what you want them to do. Your church is not going the direction you think it ought to go. Your boss is getting on your nerves. The world, there's all these things going on. You don't like what's going on in politics. I mean, just everything is going wrong, and you're angry about it. You know what's sad to me? I find that many times that sort of an attitude in otherwise strong Christians. I find that many times. And you know what's even more sad? If that is where you're at tonight, you probably don't think I'm speaking to you. Tonight, if you're saying, that's me, then bless your heart. If you're saying, well, I know who he's talking about, and it ain't me, then... You better watch out. Friends, if you'll be open for just a moment, I think I have an idea of what happens, okay? And I think I've got a little dose of it too. You see, I think what happens is when we first give our life to the Lord, we are what? Desperate. We are helpless. We say, we got so much of what God needs to do on me, I'm surely not going to criticize and worry about your problems. Amen? I mean, I'm just like, thank you, God. If you can help me, I'm drinking out of a fire hydrant. Just please keep working in my life. But then after a while, and some of you may have begun experiencing this. Maybe you're not that far down this road, but you're starting to see this happen. You experience a little growth in your life. And when you're growing in the Lord, that means some changes are happening, right? 
And when you see those changes happen, and you start learning some things about life and about what's right and what's wrong and how you're supposed to treat people and how you're supposed to live out a life of truth and walking with God. And then you start looking around and you see that there's some other people that aren't quite seeing that. Amen, anybody? And that galls you a little bit. Hmm. That's not how I would act. I know better than that because I'm growing in the Lord and He's teaching me and He's speaking to me and I don't treat people like that and I don't appreciate you treating me like that. And We see people in the world and we see people in the church not doing what we see God wants us to do and it hurts and the grace that we so needed and by the way still do, we're not willing to extend to others. It's a trap. Now listen, it's a trap that many Christians are in. I believe this is one of the reasons that the church is not effective in our world today. Because in a backdoor way, we went from, hello, put on my apron, how can I help you, to what can all of you do for me? Wow. How did that happen? Amen. That's what's wrong many times. And God would speak to us tonight, just like we just said. I need a new approach to life. I need a new attitude, a new mindset. That God, how did I mess this up? It's not about that. Robbie's so awesome and everybody owes me everything. It's that I don't deserve anything. But God, wow, you gave me everything. And how can I make a difference in someone else's life? The greatest example of serving is Jesus. John chapter 13. In John chapter 13, the night before our Savior was about to endure. Can you imagine tonight? I mean, some of you have gotten test results back. Some of you have found out news from a state policeman coming to your door. Some of you have been through those uh, tragic circumstances of something that just sort of blindsided you. What if the worst day of your life you knew about it your whole life? What if Jesus, the night before, knew that he was going to die this death on the cross? He knew he was going to be beaten. He knew he was going to be humiliated. He knew he was going to be rejected by his friends. Now look, don't make this some fairy tale story about Jesus and what he did. This is real. This is true. A real person. God came as a real person and this really happened to him. And the night before that was going to happen, wouldn't you just need a little bit of love? Wouldn't you just need somebody to, can somebody go get me a drink of water? Okay, I'm struggling here because somebody kind of, can I prop my feet up one last time? Because it's about to be hard for me. Yeah, in those moments, look what Jesus did. John chapter 13, verses 4 and 5. It says, He got up from supper and laid aside his garments and taking a towel, you can just picture, I just picture him putting like an apron around himself. He girded himself, then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet. Jesus, in this culture, that would have been the most lowly servant kind of thing to do. Okay? So if anybody in that room shouldn't have been doing this, it was Jesus. Okay? For sure. The other guys should have, got, shouldn't have, should have gotten up and offered to do it for sure for him. Okay? But it says that Jesus got up, he washed all their feet. Then uh, look down at verses uh, 12 through 15. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, Do you know what I've done to you? 
You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. It just looks kind of weird tonight, I'm sure from heaven, if I'm not willing to serve. If I don't have a heart. Because of all that God's done for me. And, and how He got up and He made the first move. And He did the hardest thing, actually. It just would seem kind of weird from heaven, wouldn't it, that I would say, no, I'm not willing to have that kind of a mind, mindset. Will you ask the Lord tonight to change your mindset, to change your approach to life? Would you say to Him, God, I am your servant, and today, would you show me how to be a blessing to others? Let's just think about this for a minute. What, what does that mean? What does that mean, Pastor Robbie? How do I live this out? Okay, I get up in the morning. I guarantee you, I've heard this about Pastor Robbie, okay? When I get up in the morning, I am ready to eat like in three seconds. I don't know why, but I just, when I wake up in the morning, I'm hungry. I'm like, give me something, potato chips, cereal, whatever. I don't eat potato chips in the morning, but if that was all there was, man, I'd be just like, I got to have some fuel. I got to get going. But what if I just said, hey, I got to have some cereal. But before I do, I'm going to put some coffee on for Shannon. Wouldn't that be a, wouldn't that be a good thing to do? And Shannon says, amen. What if I'm on the way to work? And, and what if you're on the way to work and you stop at a gas station? Ever been in a gas station and the attendant gets a little snappy with you? Hey, I can bow up. You want to bow up? I can bow up, right? Come on. I got it. Maybe at work, they've taught you about disarming situations. Okay? That's all just God's principles, by the way. Okay? So, so why don't we just say, hey, it looks like you're kind of having a rough morning. It must be kind of difficult to work, you know, here. Uh, dealing with all these people coming in and all the different things. Man, it's hard to be mad at somebody like that, isn't it? Now, I found some people that are good, and it takes a little more effort. But after you, you know, it's sort of hard to be mean to people like that. Hey, look, you know, I, I, I just want to let you know that when I leave here, I'm going to get in my car, and before I start driving, I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray for you. Wow, that would be awesome, wouldn't it? What if you had to go to a doctor's appointment, and you see a little girl playing, and she drops her pacifier, her stuffed animal, and you just reach down. Nobody has, nobody's going to pom-poms or anything for me. I'm not looking for anything. I just want to be a blessing. Mom's got her hands full. Bless her heart. Amen. Reach down, pick it up, hand it to her. Go in, the nurse puts the blood pressure thing around. You know, I'm thinking, man, I hope it's good. And, you know, and I hope my copay is not too... All these things, you know, just going through our mind. I hope the doctor's going to say good things. Isn't that what we're doing? I can't help it. That's what I'm doing, right? But as I let God work more in my heart, I think, I wonder how her day's going. I bet you there's some really mean people that go to doctor's offices. Amen, anybody? I mean, they got an attitude problem and they're feeling bad and everything. Okay, so I, I just like to be a little breath of fresh air for the Lord, right? So what if I just said to her, hey, you know, uh, uh, great job on drawing that blood because it usually hurts, you know, and thanks for, thanks for taking it easy on me or, or whatever it might be and just to say, hey, you know, 
How can I pray for you today? Thanks for serving. Thanks for what you do. I bet you have to work hard hours, don't you? I bet you have to work a lot on the weekends. That's too bad, because I really love going to church. And I bet that's really difficult for you. You see? Just caring about people. Just beginning those conversations. Now, again, those are some specific examples. But listen, write this down. The general mindset is this. All day long, I will look to be a blessing in other people's lives. That kind of sounds fun to me, to be honest with you. Amen? I mean, I got to go. I got to do some things. I got to work. I got to live. I may as well spread a little sunshine. Amen? If you want to put it that way. Now, let me do some clarification here. Some people like to sort of sprinkle this in, and so they'll say, okay, yeah, I'm going to do my good deed for the day. Nope, you're getting off too easy. This is not just kind of throw, throw the Lord a bone, okay? Hey, yeah, I did my little thing. Now I can be selfish again, okay? No, it's all day, every day. I want to look for the opportunity. How many lives do you want to be a part of changing? Oh, just one a day. I did my good deed, and then the rest of them just, you know, you can have a bad day. No, it's not that. Many people see it that way, but that's not what God's talking about. It also doesn't mean, because I know some of you talk back to me, it doesn't mean there's nothing for you. Okay? Because some of you are saying, oh yeah, I'm just supposed to be a servant. Everybody take advantage of me. And I don't ever get anything, right? Isn't that the way we feel? The reason I know how y'all feel is because I feel that way too. No, it's not that. You can't give what you don't have. Okay? You can't serve out of an empty tank. Okay? So yes, God wants to pour into you. And there are times to pull away and not necessarily to serve, but to heal or to, to refresh or whatever that might be. It also doesn't mean you have to do whatever other people want you to do. There's a strength to being God's servant. Okay? In a sense, I may being, be being your servant, but let's be careful here, okay? I'm not really technically serving all of you. I'm serving God. I'm serving the Lord in your life. Now, don't take that attitude with somebody and do something nice and say, well, I'm not really serving you anyway. I'm just doing this because I love God. <laughs> well, you just messed that one up, okay? <clears throat> the bottom line is, there's a lot of hurting people in this world. Why don't I just look to bring some hope? Actually, why don't I just let God bring some hope and some healing and some help through me as His servant in their lives? That's what we're talking about. All right, so the last thing is this. If we're going to look to serve, I want to talk to you about the specific way, the most important way that we can look to serve in other people's lives. Write down, look to share. We're talking about sharing about the Lord with others and sharing with them how they can have a personal relationship with Him. All right, let me go ahead and get something out of the way. There are many Christians... Many of us like to say, well, I just try to show by my actions and hopefully someone will see God through me and that will make a difference in their life. Okay? Well, is it good to have good actions? I mean, God's all for good actions, right? And it is true that our actions make a difference. In fact, 1 John 3, verses 17 through 18 says to those people who really like to talk a lot, that we should also do, right? Okay, so it says, be sure if you like to talk a lot about God that you also show it and you actually 
do some things to be practically helpful. So the Bible does say that our actions are important, but listen, this is very important. The Bible nowhere tells us that our sharing about the Lord can be confined to acts of kindness. Did you hear that? Many Christians want to quote a guy named Francis of Assisi. He says this, He says, preach the gospel at all times. When necessary, use words. Okay? So a lot of people see that. Preach the gospel at all times when necessary. Oh, so what Francis is saying is, is that we should show our love for the Lord through our actions and that'll make a difference in people's lives. Well, I read an article uh, this week that talked about that statement. And here's what the guy said. He says, there's a couple of problems with that. First of all, he said Francis never said it. Okay, I don't know. But he said Francis didn't say it. I'm sure there's a lot of things I get credited with that I never said. Amen, any parents in the room? Secondly, the quote is not biblical. Now listen, he said, saying preach the gospel when necessary, use words, is a lot like saying feed the hungry when necessary, use food. What? That doesn't even make sense, does it? Another way to describe it is like this. Now, some of you have heard about the distinction between general revelation and special revelation. Now, what am I talking about now? General revelation is the word that we use for if you didn't have the Bible, you could look around and know there's a God, right? I mean, the Bible just says it's obvious to us, to all human beings, the mountains, the trees, the, just the earth, the, the, just the majesty of God is so evident in His creation. But none of us would ever come to a personal relationship with Jesus Christ by looking at a mountain and saying, there is a God. Amen? So there's general revelation where I can kind of pick up on that there's a God, but there's special revelation where God, thank the Lord, wrote some things down. Because I'd be guessing if He didn't write those things down. Listen to Romans chapter 10, verse 14. Actually, I'm going to go back to verse 13. And verse 13 is a verse that many of you have heard. It says, For whoever will call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Amen. Thank the Lord for that. Wait just a second. How then will they call on Him in whom they have not believed? And how will they believe in Him whom they haven't even heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? And that just means someone to share the message. Okay, so the Bible is being very practical that, listen... How are people going to be saved unless they put their trust in God? How are they going to put their trust in God unless they hear the message? How are they going to hear the message unless someone shares it with them? Now, you're right, because I know you might be talking back to me right now. You're right. If God wanted to, He could get His message to them any way He wants to. Isn't that true? But He told us how He wants to. He wants to do it through you and through me. That is primarily how God has chosen to get His good news out. Friends, listen, new hope in the Lord. Never want to be in anybody's face about anything. Amen? We're not trying to coerce or, 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 or be in someone's face and, and try to make someone make a commitment to the Lord because you know what? It's not real. We'd just be kidding ourselves. It, 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 it would be a joke anyway. But it is very clear that the Bible teaches that we should verbally share the good news about Jesus. And can I just say something to you? 
I believe, I've shared this with you before, there are many more people who are open to hearing that message than everybody in this room believes. And it's a lot of fun sharing it with them. Amen? So as a follower of Jesus, I want to go into every day saying, okay, God, I know you love every person I'm going to pass today. Is that true? You created them. You got a purpose for their life. You died for them, Jesus. I know that. And God, I know that you want to send your message to them and that your Holy Spirit is working in their life and God, that that me crossing their path is not going to be a coincidence and that you've said that you want to work through me to share that message with them. So God, I'm just going to ask you today, I can't do this, but God, if you will help me be sensitive that I can pick up on opportunities when you're working in somebody's life and I can be your servant to share with them. Now, let me describe how that might work. As a pastor, in some regards, this is easier for me than it might be for you if you're not a pastor. Now, let me tell you why. Because I'm a pastor, some people will talk to me when they won't talk to you. Right? Okay, I'm not an expert, but sometimes that's the way they feel. Hey, he knows, and so I'm going to go to him. On the other hand, because I'm a pastor, some people won't talk to me, but they might talk with you. Right? Okay? So we, we all have different places that we might be coming from, but I want to give you a couple things to consider when we're sharing. First of all, write these down. The first thing you need to do is truly care. Really enjoy and care about people. If this person never comes to know Jesus, would you invest this time with them? Would you love them? Would you help them? Would you encourage them? Would you seek to be a blessing and to show God to them? Truly care about people. Number two, be the real deal. Okay, now I didn't say be perfect. Listen, I want this person to see that I'm different. Maybe, is that the way to put it? Okay, That there's something, people probably said that about your life. There's something different about you. By the way, if they've been saying that, I mean, it might be a little bit of a, uh, a, a slam. Okay, there's something different about you. But, but actually, in a sense, it could be a positive. Hey, I'm watching you, and there seems to be, I've gone to church, you say you go to church, you seem to have gotten something different than I did. Okay, so that's good. Number three, listen for how God is at work in their life. Now, so far, we're doing what we said before. We're, we're not really sharing verbally. We're kind of just letting our life live it out, right? I care about people. I'm showing the difference that Christ makes in my life. I'm listening and, and allowing them to share about their life. And maybe to see how God's at work there. But then number four, we start the sharing part. Offer to pray for them. If you can't think of anything else to do, if you just remember this, people, many people are open to prayer. If you will say, can I pray for you? Or I'm going to pray for you when I go home. Or sometimes even, can I pray for you right now? I mean, according to the situation, you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. But, but praying for people is certainly, most people are open to that, okay? And then number five, when the door opens, and listen, it will. If you do these things, the door's going to open. And when it does, share. Either ask them the question, or let me tell you something. If you love people, 
if you make yourself available to them, if you live a different life in front of them, you will not believe how many people will ask you to share it with them. It's just like, man, I, the hardest part was getting the conversation going, and they started it. Thank you, Lord. Okay? So now I'm ready to share. I want to, again, tell you a secret that I think many Christians don't know. There are many, many people looking for God. Many people are. But listen, and many of us, were in this, we're at this place in our lives at one point. But who do you talk to about that stuff? If you're a guy, you don't talk to your dad because we don't even say we love each other. You know, you don't talk to your mom because you don't want to show weakness. You don't talk to the guys at work or at the hunting camp because, I mean, good grief. You know, that'd be kind of weird, right? And so, who do you talk to? Well, I could talk to an expert. Okay, so I could talk to a pastor. What are you supposed to do? Call him up and say, can I come talk to you? And I don't even know if I want to be around him because I don't think I would like, you know, from what I know about pastors or, you know little bit strange, you know. I don't know if I want to get in that deep. Is that not true? So I don't want to talk to a pastor, but what am I supposed to do just like at work? Walk up to somebody and say, do you know about God? Do you know about God? I mean, they're going to think I'm a freak. But when you show that you know God, and when you show that you care about them, God will begin to open up doors for you to share. By the way, this is very important. When you say you will pray for someone, seems kind of obvious. Pray. Okay? When you say, and listen, this is really cool. This will help your witnessing. This will help your caring about people. I'm praying for that nurse that I'm seeing at the doctor's office. Well, do I know her name? It's hard for me to pray for somebody. I don't know their name. So next time, I'm going to try to remember her name. Okay, do I know anything about her life? You know, well, she told me her kids or this or that. So, you know, her daughter's having some trouble in school or whatever. So I'm just going to, and I'm not talking about, about weird or anything like that, freaking people out, but just showing, hey, you know what? Last time I was in, you mentioned to me that your daughter was having some trouble. I just want to let you know I was praying for her. Has anything come up with that? I guarantee you a tear will come in their eye and they will say, oh my goodness, I can't believe you just said that because this just happened. You think God's working in my life? See how fun it is? Another thing that's really helpful is, is remembering what we said earlier. Without God, people are going to spend eternity in a place called hell, separated from Him forever. If that doesn't bother us, that, that motivates me to share, Amen. This week, I don't know how many of you are on Facebook or Twitter, things like that, but this week I shared a story about a guy that I've been praying for and sharing with for years. I walked into his business. He said, hey, Rob, I mean, in front of everybody. He said, hey, Rob, we're on the same team. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I got what you got. I said, what are you talking about? He said, Jesus saved me. He said, I'm not kidding you. I mean, there's people all over the, the business. He said, I'm not kidding you. He has changed my life. He came out, he put his hand around me, he said, hey, bro, I love you. You know, just appreciate you sharing. I got some other people in, and they're Christians, and they're sharing with me, and I'm just fired up. I was like, I could have ran home from that business. Now, sometimes people will tell me, they'll say, Pastor Robbie, those things just drop in your lap. You know why? You just... You're just walking around and just these opportunities. No, they don't. 
The reason, and, and listen, I need to do it a lot more myself, but the reason sometimes I have those opportunities is because I'm looking for it. God is at work. And I want to join Him, amen? We're closing up the uh, fall season around here, um, unfortunately, right? Heading into winter. And all of us know that uh, fall is apples in New York State and uh, so our family, always looking for a good excuse to visit, well, a lot of times our family comes up around the fall season and uh, they want to go apple picking. Anybody have family that wants to come and go pick apples? So a couple of years ago, um, it was a little bit late in the season and there's a guy in our church who his dad actually owns an apple orchard. And so we called him up. We just said, hey, we know it's a little bit late. He said, yeah, I've actually closed everything up. And so, uh, you know, uh, it's really kind of late in the season. I said, well, but i got some family visiting. Would it be okay if we just kind of dropped in? He said, sure, come on. So we got there, and uh, he just was apologizing. He said, listen, there's no apples. You know, it's just, it just you know, you're not going to get much, but, you know, you said you wanted to come, and so we thought we'd open it up for us. I said, sure, no problem. You know, we don't have any expectations. So he said, well, you know, you might want to try over here. So he showed us where it was, and we went over that direction. I am not kidding you. I have never seen apples that big. I've never seen that many apples on a tree. I mean, the thing was just like drooping. It was like the children of Israel coming out of the promised land. The spies came out of the promised land. They had the, you know, they, was the grapes they had on the stakes, you know? It was like the apples had to come out on stakes, you know, like this. I'm like, good night. If this is not much, I'd hate to see the apples when they were actually, man, really doing something. Amen? This week I got to thinking about that. Many of us Christians, the Lord has given us a basket. He said, I want you to go pick some fruit. I'm working in people's lives. I want you to notice it. I want you to be my servant to pick that fruit every day. You know what us Christians are saying? There's not any more. God, there's not any more fruit. I'm just not seeing it on the trees. And so here we are all walking around with our empty baskets, when you know what, sometimes there's a lot more fruit that we never even knew was there. I truly believe with all my heart tonight, after this service, one of you is going to go out to eat somewhere and there's somebody hurting who didn't get to come to church. They had to work, maybe a single mom. And you're going to be the Lord's servant to be sensitive to Him. And you know what? If you hadn't come tonight, it's real easy for me, man. I'm just thinking about what? Right, Pastor Robbie? I'm thinking about get it here quick, okay? Appetizer, salad, main meal, bring it on, right? And don't be slow about it. I'll just stop for just a minute. How many people around our lives is God working and we never even knew it? Would you bow with me for just a moment? Jesus said in John chapter 4, verse 35, Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes. And look on the fields that they are white. They are ready for the harvest. Friends, listen. 
We're just trying to help you in your walk with the Lord. We're trying to help one another. We're just, we're just following Jesus. Amen? Tomorrow when I get up, God, first of all, I need to spend time with you. I need you to let, to let you deal with some things in my heart that are going to block you working in me or using me. Lord, as I start my day, yeah, I got to go to work and I got, I got to take the kids to school. I got some things I got to accomplish. I got some projects around the house. Lord, while I'm going, just show me how you're working in somebody's heart. Would you teach me how to do that, God? And Lord, would you help me to have more and more the ability to share with them the hope that I found? And I may not be the one to lead them to Jesus, but I might be the next step in the process. Or maybe it's a child of His that just needs to be encouraged tonight. Maybe it's somebody who quit going to church and you being excited about church says to them, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe I should try again. Heavenly Father, tonight, you know that what we've talked about is not the way we're wired. But there's something in us that knows we were created for this. It doesn't feel right when I'm consuming it all on myself. Or we were blessed to be a blessing. So help us to do that tonight. If you're here tonight and you've never put your trust in Jesus, it is my privilege to be His servant. All of us tonight as we've been worshiping, singing and serving in different ways to be His servants to say to you, there is a God. He does know you. He cares about you. He wants to save you, to rescue you from the mess that you're in. And even bigger than that, to forgive you for your sins and to give you cleansing and healing spiritually. Why don't you call out to Him tonight and say, Dear Lord Jesus, please come into my life. Forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. Father, I just wonder what would happen if a bunch of us left here tonight living like this. Help us, God. Help us. Help me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.